Brews and Boxing, another week of great boxing analysis and Maddie Bush. And in honor of the Oscars, we are instituting a new rule on Brews and Boxing. Every time Maddie Bush swears, I get to come up and slap his face just like Will Smith style. So make sure you tune in for that. With us as always is Filthy Rich. Filthy Rich, how's LeBron doing today? Well, look, he's hurt again. Unfortunately, we got to see if if, uh, uh, Russell Westbrook can take this team, uh, make it his own show, and hopefully still squeak into the playoffs. But uh, Lakers season might be over. And I do want to mention a year ago, I threw my man Bernie Williams up there. LeBron tweaked his leg. Put up Bernie Williams uh, last week. LeBron tweaked his leg. So maybe I have like a voodoo curse over here, but uh, we'll learn next season. That was the greatest money I ever spent to hire that witch doctor for that uh, for, for your case. <laughs> All right, with me as always is Judge. Jimmy James, Judge, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, excited to get back to it. Uh, I want to graduate the wild on a uh, little trade before the deadline before for Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, Fleury two weeks Lauer. ago. Um, let's freaking go deep into the playoffs, huh? Let's win one of these cups. That'd be great. Yeah, hey, that's 1991 since we've won a championship here in Minnesota. So, well, except the Lynx. You can. The Lynx. Yes. The, Lynx. the but, Lynx are good. Yeah, the Lynx are good. But, hey, go wild. And we're joining us back again, I think his beard grew about three inches in his two weeks off, is Maddie Bush. Maddie Bush, what up? Glad to be back. How you doing? How you doing? Uh, I'm just going to say shout out to the Minnesota Twins for signing a starting pitcher finally, Chris Archer. Thank you for joining the team, Mr. Chris Archer. Can't wait for this season to start. Very smart of you to grow that beard out, give you a little cushion for when I come over there and slap you. Slap you. I handle it all, I handle it all day. <laughs> Keep my name out of your mouth. <laughs> you kind of look, like J- you, you look like Jada. Uh, well, we're not going there. All right. Anyway, <laughs> we are not going <laughs> He doesn't have a lawyer, does he? All right, we're good. Okay. All right. Anyway, moving on. Gentlemen, good one. That was your first good one, I think, since you joined the show. Well done. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for joining us. We have a lot of news to get to this week and a few reviews to get to. So, gentlemen, if you guys are ready, time to crack a beer and time to power up. So, I got one more week of the sustained illusion. You're still just waking up. Cheers. Cheers, boys. What the, wait, what? Judge, are you drinking a bush light up there? Drink what I want when oh I want. Oh my god. Oh. That, that's my did, man. Did we get a that's sponsor? I didn't know about this. What happened here? I mean, that's the only reason you drink that crap. Or Matt, were no, you down no. here? Did you come no, down and leave some stuff he, at his house? He realized something great. I, I left Takate at his house a year ago. It's still in the fridge <laughs> every time I go over there. Right? All right, <laughs> all right, all right. All right, let's move on with this. Bruiser news time, as always, fun to get into this. But uh, there's some weird ones in the news this week, boys. So kind of interested to see what your opinions are on these. First one out, Tiafimo Lopez says the Cambosis fight was a scheme. It was staged, all staged. Put your tinfoil hats on, boys, to make Devin Haney the undisputed champion, even before he's even fought Cambosis, which I think Cambosis is going to kick the crap out of him. But uh, I don't know. Is Tfimo saying the the war in Ukraine was started for this reason too, just to get him out? Uh, I don't I understand this. It's all tinfoil hat stuff to get Devin Haney, the undisputed title. Filthy Rich. I'd normally throw it to our uh, main conspiracy theorist down there, Maddie Bush, but uh, he looks a little tired, so I'm going to throw it to you first. Filthy Rich, what's up on this? Okay, so I'm not saying he has a point. I what? don't like the fact that he brought Devin Haney's name in to make Devin Haney look good is the part that doesn't make sense to me. I mean, we just saw Brandon Figueroa and Stephen Fulton fight a very close fight. Uh, I, I, don't, I can't remember if I thought Figueroa won or what, but the point was Figueroa had already stated that he was going to possibly be moving up in weight. So there might have been some conspiracy to pull the belts off him and to give him to Fulton. Now, when it comes to the Cambosis Lopez issue, this was not a close fight. I think Lopez is sticking to his gun saying that he won 10 to 2 in that fight. Uh, no one else saw that. He saw that. Good for him, I guess. But uh, there's no conspiracy to ha- have him lose. He should have just won. Uh, there was that issue where his trachea, like he could have died in this fight. I mean, there was a, there was a lot going on, but 
Uh, it's one thing to state that you're moving up in weight after this fight. So you're having a difficult time making weight and they may strip you of the belts. That's one thing. But we all saw Cambosis win this fight. And if he didn't see that, that's that's something else. But to mention Devin Haney's name, Devin Haney, I don't think Devin Haney sells the tickets anyone else does. Maybe my numbers are wrong, but uh, again, the conspiracy thing, I kind of get it, but I think he's wrong uh, on this issue, on this instance. Yeah, why Devin Haney? Why not Lomachenko? I don't understand that, you know. Lomachenko's already been tied to Tiafimo Lopez for a long time like that. And the only people, that's not true. There's other people that saw that Lopez won that fight, like uh, his dad and Adelaide Bird, probably. And maybe Matty Bush. You know, he's kind of funny. But <laughs> Judge, what did you think of this uh, this whole uh, craziness, this whole conspiracy theory stuff? Uh, what's happening with this? Was it space lasers that uh, changed the uh, scorecards on these things to favor Cambosis? What's going on? Look, the only reason Haney's name is in here is because he has the only belt that wasn't on the line in this fight. That's why Devin Haney is being talked about over like a Lomachenko. Lopez saying that this was a conspiracy because he said that he was going to move up and wait and drop all the belts anyway. Well, guess what? Josh Taylor said the same thing, fought Catterall. Catterall beat Taylor, and guess who won? He should have. Josh Taylor, and now he's vacating all the belts, so... Uh, I don't think your uh, argument holds water there, Mr. Lopez. You're, uh, I think you're going on crazy train. So you need to just uh, take a step back, stop listening to your pops for a minute, and just realize that you lost, move forward, move to whatever, 140. That's where you think you're going to go. And like, it just doesn't make any, you lost the fight. There's no way you won this fight. At all, I can't believe that that's still in his brain. But it's just—it's just not. It's just not. This is just. This is kind of insane. This is kind of getting like Deontay Wilderish. So, well, let's go to the conductor of our crazy train, Maddie Bush, and ha- have the counterpoint side of this. Maddie Bush, what is, what is Tia Fimo Lopez thinking? I mean, you guys got the same style of brain. I think both can't do math. Well, well, because well, he he had he added them rounds that he won uh, uh, up really bad. So I mean, obviously, you both can't do math. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Teofimo is turning into his father way quicker than he should. And the only thing I can say, and I'm going to quote Will Smith, keep everyone's name out your mouth. Boom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> way to bring back the crickets uh, theme. There. We haven't used a cricket uh, soundbite in a while. So that's a good one. He needs to stop talking. Dude needs to go fight and quit talking. I don't think he can fight. I don't know. Lucky he's alive. But uh, yeah, I don't. I, don't, I think that, hey, that that was a whole bunch of malarkey. Also, see, I told you. There's the conspiracy theory. The other side, he said it's all malarkey. Let's see the X-rays of the trachea, right? No, Let's no. See. They they call him the king of excuses. He ain't one of the new kings. He's a king of excuse. That would still make him a king, I think. But, okay. uh, king anyway. <laughs> I wouldn't all want right, to be a move. king if that was. Right. It. We're moving on. Right. Tank Davis reveals that his quote-unquote contract ends with Mayweather promotions after the Raleigh Romero fight coming up on May 28th. Where do you think Tate Davis is going to go from here? Who's he going to sign with? Please don't say Golden Boy. Judge, we'll start with you. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> please don't say Golden Boy. <laughs> look, Davis is saying that they wanted him to fight Raleigh so bad, so fast because that his contract's up so they can get one more payday out of tank. That's what Mayweather's banking on right now. I honestly don't know why they would be splitting if they've had such, uh, what do you call it, like fruitful relationship as far as money goes, and it's money Mayweather. But there's obviously something behind the table where either Javanta just wants to fight and Mayweather's not allowing it to happen or vice versa or something. There's got to be something that we just don't know. But for him to come out and say this, man there's some bad blood somewhere um, now he's not saying much else which is probably a good thing but this is why davis probably isn't really too hyped up to fight raleigh romero why this really isn't that great we're still well, even, at least for myself i'm still trying to figure out like why is this even being made it doesn't make sense to me but i don't know if he does <laughs> like i say to everybody else hang out by yourself for a while Make your own fights, do whatever you want, become your own promoter, just get a good manager and a lawyer and 
just rock it like that for a hot minute, man. Like just just make the fights you want to make, run your career because you're not getting any younger and you've got the skills to showcase or showcase the skills. He's got the skills, but does he have the looks to fight someone like Ryan Garcia? That'd be a good fight. Huh? 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 No, no. Well, I had to bring that in. Filthy Rich, thanks for not dancing with me, jerk. Uh, what do you think uh, <laughs> of this news that Tank is uh, leaving Mayweather? Well, I don't know if he's leaving Mayweather. I, th- I think the, the question is, should he stay with Mother, Mayweather or should he move along with, and sign with someone else? I say he should stay with Mayweather. I think Mayweather's done a good job with his career. I don't know what the dollars are like, but Tank's still a beast and he's undefeated and he's actually beaten some pretty, like, I don't want to say, I don't know if it's big names, but uh, this article that has came out is saying he's fighting B-level fighters. And I kind of disagree with that. I mean, when he put Leo Santa Cruz out, Santa Cruz moved up and they're calling Santa Cruz a B fighter. I don't see that. Uh, The Raleigh Romero fights a bad blood fight. This one should be pretty big. Uh, He moved up to fight a guy at 140. I don't know if that's a, a, a big dollar fight either, but Mayweather's keeping him in pretty safe situations, but he's a paper. He's almost a pay-per-view star. It may not be a star. That might be a stretch, but I say stay with Mayweather for at least another few fights. And after that, go back to the drawing board. Then it is time to look for the Devin Haney's and the Cambosis and Shakur Stevenson and the handsome darling Ryan Garcia. There's your dance. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll shake it with you. Uh, so if Mayweather can't produce the latter of the fights, then maybe it is time to move on. But uh, right now, Mayweather's doing a good job with his career. I say stay with Mayweather, Tank Davis. Isn't Mayweather kind of pulling the Mayweather thing, though, and always putting him in fights that he's almost guaranteed not to lose? I mean, Mayweather doesn't never really took the big gamble on these things, and he seems like, the as you said, undefeated doesn't really mean much if you're fighting guys that aren't that big or fighting big guys at the wrong time. You know, I mean, Isaac Cruz was a dangerous fight to take. That is a I dangerous think. fight he, to take. He, Isaac Cruz ain't no... Cambosis, he ain't no uh, Shakur Stevenson, he ain't uh, wait, no Lomachenko, think... he ain't no Valdez, he ain't no Devin Hayes. Hey, hey, I think Cruz beats half those guys, though. Yeah, which half? Well, well <laughs> man, let's let's hear. Throw it to that guy about that. Okay, first, Trevante uh, Davis moved uh, to Trevante Davis moved up in weight and still won. You know what? There is no bad blood between Mayweather and Trevante Davis. The contract's coming up. Ooh. Mayweather has only love for that kid he's raised him like a son and maybe he maybe he's overprotected but no i don't think so gervonta davis is he's fought a lot of good guys he moved up in weight and fought good guys yeah he's still young he the future is still ahead of him like the fact that you think he's protected ryan garcia is protected how about that um no he just doesn't fight are we gonna (laughs) dance for that no i don't think so no gervonta davis is king just remember that. And you know what? He does numbers on pay-per-view when he even shouldn't. I've heard stories about how he sells out stadiums and the atmosphere in these stadiums when Gervonta Davis is fighting is like a Mayweather fight. It's insane. You got I mean, you got you got everyone who is anyone wanting to see this kid fight. Yeah. I, did I, 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 did I, I miss just, the point? Did I I, I think don't you know. Gervonta <laughs> I probably did. Who cares? <laughs> I care. I care. <laughs> Look, man, Leo Santa Cruz is an A fighter. I don't care where he was if he came up in weight. Isaac Cruz is going to be an all-star. He's someone that's going to be good. He fought him early in his career and had excellent defense against someone who easily could have just popped him. Watch that fight again and go watch all the uppercuts and everything that Davis blocked. Davis is an A-level fighter, 100%. And just remember. I'm not denying that he's not an A-level fighter. What I'm denying, I got the hand raise. What I'm denying is... (laughs) It just doesn't seem like it seems like it's Mayweather asking the fact that he hasn't gotten these big names. He's almost gotten like Terrence Crawford treatment where he hasn't gotten the super fight yet. He hasn't gotten any people may be afraid of him, man. Yeah. 
God. He's I, I getting don't see bigger Shakur name Stevenson fights than other people. Perfect. I don't see Lomachenko being scared of him. I don't see I don't <laughs> see Shakur Stevenson being scared of him. I don't see you know I Cambosa's being scared of him. Mm, I don't, look, you cut Matt off earlier, so let him all right. People are afraid. James is right. People are afraid. Isa Cruz is a he's going Isa Cruz is going to be something. Trust me on that. Trust James on that. Trust Richie on that. Isak Cruz, and it's Isak. It's from the Bible, Raider. Um, he's we all, we all messed that up. Relax there. <laughs> all right. It's Isak. All right. I'm going to tell you something. Gervonta Davis is a premier fighter. He is one of the best fighters at his weight division. And I guarantee, I know Lomachenko is not afraid of anyone. He might be a little afraid of Gervonta Davis. No one wants him hands. Uh-oh. All right, boys, let's move on since uh, obviously Matty Bush proved me right there. So let's move on to the next bit of news here. Uh, Entrobox promoter claims that he has signed both Terrence Crawford and Logan Paul, uh, two of James's favorite fighters, of course, Logan Paul and Terrence Crawford, signing apparently with Entrobox. I, I mean, barely better than Golden Boy, but what do you guys think? Judge, I'm going to throw it to you since it involves two of your favorite fighters. <laughs> I I have no idea where this came from. This came from like a the side of the ring uh, from a Bally's uh, sports uh, employee. I, I guess I don't know who uh, who the individual was. We were there. We were. We didn't hear about it. We were in the hotel there. We didn't hear about this. Well, <laughs> I don't think we'd ever hear about that. I, I wonder I was, if it was at. I wonder if it was at that pizza place. I see. It was Rocky <laughs> Rocky Bivens. I don't know who that is. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, this has got to be just BS. I, I have no idea. I don't know what this means. I don't know why they would even do this. Uh, obviously, uh, well, Logan Paul, like Paul's going to have his own promotion. Why would he do that? Terrence Crawford's just going to promote himself. It doesn't make any sense. There's nobody else in the staple. Th- there's nowhere to go from here. This has just got to be uh, something to say to get on the news. And hey, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened here but uh i don't know man that's i don't have too much on this so you're are, are you going on a limb and saying that crawford is not signed with this guy that he met at a, at a strip club in vegas <laughs> oh absolutely not <laughs> okay well, logan paul might be though uh filthy rich what do you think about this uh interesting little uh throw are we just blowing up fake news here or what's going on yeah, uh yeah. What I'm concerned about, is this going to interfere with Terrence Crawford's career? <laughs> is this how is, is this how we get the fight with Errol Spence? Maybe these guys have all the money. I mean, when Triller first came out, Triller had like all this money. Uh, they might have screwed up a little bit. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with them right now. I think ever since the COVID thing, uh, we haven't heard much from them. I know Sergey Kovalev has a fight coming up with someone at cruiserweight. I'm hoping that these guys, not to say they don't know what they're doing, but I'm hoping they shell out so much money for a Crawford-Spence fight that this happens. Remember, uh, Crawford is probably leaving top rank, and if this is where he's going and they have investors who are willing to shell out the dough for an Errol Spence fight, we might see that fight sooner than we think. But uh, time will tell. I haven't heard of these people. They're... uh, I, I don't know, maybe new to the game just because I haven't heard of them doesn't mean they haven't been around for a couple years, but let's just hope for the best. This might help or it could hurt because it gets another network in the way. We don't know, but uh, time will tell. How have you not heard of their CEO? Ron Johnson, the American dream, five-time world champion. or That's what he claims anyway, even though he's never had a world title fight. <laughs> and he's 17-1, and one, but his nickname was the American dream. Seems like a guy that uh, Matty Bush might know about. Matty Bush, what do you think about this? Is this uh, made up? Is this fake news? I know you don't have the internets up there, so what do you think? Yeah, I got no internets, but uh, are you guys meaning Jake Paul instead of Logan? Because you keep saying Logan Paul. Logan Paul is the... He's saying Logan Paul. He says he signed Logan Paul. Logan Paul, the guy that barely ever boxes, did the fun thing with Mayweather as a sparring match? Brilliant! Okay. I have no... You know what? If he's involved, I don't really care. Okay. Well, he's also <laughs> signed, he's also signed, uh, signed Christopher 
Pitufo Diaz and Nestor Bravo, too. I mean, to round out that amazing signing streak. And his uh, thing shows a women's volleyball thing on his uh, Twitter. I, I don't know what this is. This is weird. I didn't hear anything about it when we were in the sports book, but uh, we were running away from Sabaros pretty quickly down there. So it happens. It was a little weird. So I, I'm going to call, I'm going to say this one is BS. I'm going to go with it out on a limb. Got a lot of conspiracy in the news this week. It's weird. All right. Last bit of news we're going to get into because uh, it wouldn't be news unless we talk about Canelo. Canelo apparently is uh, planning a December fight after facing Bivol and Gennady Golovkin. He'll be fighting Golovkin in the fall. He wants a third fight. I don't know if he's going to be able to recover quickly after Golovkin busts his head in, but who's this fight going to be in December? Is it going to be a Gennady Golovkin rematch after your Golovkin beats him? Is it going to be better BF? Who's it going to be? Billy Rich, who is it? You tell us. You got the inside well, sources. What's your text messages tell you? Well, usually he goes from like a good fight to a soft fight. I mean, that's what a lot of fighters do. They go from you know someone really good to a tune-up fight to someone really good in a tune-up fight. And that's how Canelo's been doing it the last couple of years. I don't know if this would be a tune-up fight, but I say go after Makabu. Go after Makabu or Lawrence Acoli. Go after just go up to cruiserweight, beat Ooh. someone up, and drop the belt, and then go back and fight better BF in May or something. But uh I I, I don't know if uh, those cruiserweights are a tune-up fight or go after a tune-up fight at cruiser. Just somebody, anybody you want to fight, but go up to cruiserweight, fight someone, and then drop back down. Well, if he says he, you say he fights a big fight that a crew and then a are you calling Golovkin the tune-up fight? Because that would be the fight Golovkin's like a tune-up fight. Yeah, he is. Wow. He kind of is, man. Wow. All right, Judge. Uh, I don't agree with that uh, for the first time. I don't agree with Filthy Rich. What do you think? Uh, who's the December fight? I think it's going to be Golovkin in a rematch. But what do you think? Why? No, they're not Golovkin doing that. part four. They're, they're not doing. Uh, they're not doing the Quattro. It's just not happening. Cinco de Quattro. No, we could be doing it on Cinco de Quattro. It no. rates itself. No, you know, I was thinking about this for a little while and I, you know, man, Rich and moving to cruiserweight. That's so dumb, but you know what? That's probably, that's probably, that's probably accurate. It's just like, I I keep forgetting that he wanted to do that and that, you know, Makbu or uh, was going to even be a thing. But if you think of it this way, if his easy fight is now against Bevel and his tough fight is against Triple G, then his easy fight would be against a cruiserweight to get his fifth division title. That makes sense. If I don't go with that method and he's just fighting the best of the best, then I mean, at this point, you would have to see if Benavidez is still out there to do something with at 168 or Benavidez tries to move up something like that. There's got to be another big, big fight for him in 2022 right to ring in the year. It just, I can't see why it wouldn't be unless if Joe Smith Jr. Beats Bevel could easily be Joe Smith Jr. Cause we don't know what's going to happen with that fight. Better, better be, better be, whatever. He's going to beat Bevel too. He's going to beat everybody. Joe Smith Jr. He lost a beat. Stop it. Man, <laughs> he will him beat him. He'll beat him again. He'll beat him <laughs> next time. Don't worry about it. Anyway, that's that's what I... I yeah, that's what I think. I don't know. I kind of agree with Rich, but I'd rather see him fight... Yeah. Uh, rather see him fight Benavidez uh, if that was the case, but otherwise it's probably going to be someone um, either the better be of uh, Joe Smith Jr. winner. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Who do you think it's going to be, Batty Bush? Can we quit assuming... <laughs> that everyone is going to beat who they're supposed to beat, please. No. Murata and Golovkin have to fight. Guess what? That can go either way. Golovkin wins. Golovkin kills him. Okay, Okay. yeah, but it could go either way. If he doesn't look great, that fight means nothing. Do you guys really think that Bevel is just a a guy that Canelo is going to wash away? I don't think so. It's going to be a fight. And it's going to be hard-nosed. You know what? This fight might take some years off Canelo's life. That's a light heavyweight, a natural light heavyweight with very good technical skills. Everyone, oh, Canelo, walk through this man. Guess what? Bevel ain't never been down in his career. He's a technical Olympian, undefeated fighter. Please, everyone needs to stop right now. Let these fights develop before they think about the next fight. Quit, quit making fights 
three fights down the road. Let's get through these fights first. Bang. Well, we can't get to these fights first when the topic is who's he going to fight in December. This is Bevel's a tougher fight. Bevel's a tougher fight for Golovkin. I'm with you on that. What happens? What happens if Bevel knocks Canelo out? What happens then? Hypothetically. Canelo then for... fights Triple G. What do you mean? Yeah, then he fights Triple G. Probably <laughs> fights Bevel in December. Then the it's already the, the deal's Bevo already inked, man. The deal's already inked. Yeah, then he fights Bevel in December. That would be the answer. That if it, yeah, that would be my. I got, I got it though, boys. I got it. I, I figured out who it's going to be. I got it. Raiders got it. I got it. I got <laughs> it. You guys, you guys haven't dropped this one yet. I'm not putting in any soundbite. No, 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 no soundbite. He's going <laughs> to move up to heavyweight and fight Trevor Bryan. To win the WBA regular heavyweight championship belt, so he claims another belt in another division. Trevor Bryan is the fight that he's going to make. He's going to pick off the easiest champion in the division that he can get another one in heavyweight. Trevor, don't don't put your hey. I can see it happening. (laughs) I'm not arguing with it. You telling me he's got a WBA belt? (laughs) Yeah, he's the WBA regular heavyweight champion. Is Trevor Bryan undefeated? 22 and 15 knockouts. He is uh, no, his birth name, Trevor Cosmo Brian Jr. No nickname needed. Yeah, that's the fight it's going to be. You tell me he's not going to win a heavyweight fight? He's he's eyeing that uh, Pacquiao prize. He's eyeing that. Thing. That's oh, what's going to everybody. There, there's also a Bridger weight in some boxing circles. Well, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't think they count that. <laughs> would they count the Bridger weight towards Pacquiao's record? They would absolutely the, count it. They would? They would Pacquiao's absolutely record? count it. Okay, well, still, maybe they'll fight uh, Trevor Bryant. I, I'm going to go with Trevor Bryant. So if, it, if that fight happens, I want this recorded and say, hey, whoa. <laughs> it's on the okay, show. It's it, recorded. Hey, 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 honestly, if that happens, I'll call Raider Nostradamus. I'll, you know, I won't even talk. <laughs> Good. Raider Damas. I'll, I'll wear the, the turban and we'll do that. We'll do a new segment, Raider Damas. That would be a great segment. Raider no, Damas. Was, nope, no, that is a great no, segment. Terrible, terrible yes. idea. Oh, I just thought of a great segment terrible idea. Segment We're going to do that. I'm going you know, to come up predictions like this, and then you guys are going to discuss no, them. That is going to no, be no, this is No, this is democracy. We'll come to a vote, and you're getting voted out, dude. No way in hell. <laughs> I believe in a ruling class, especially since I rule. <laughs> All right, that's it for the news this week. Good news segment here, boys. A lot of conspiracy theories and a lot of uh, future looking. And a brand new segment is born. Nost- Raider Domus. <laughs> yeah, I like it. So we're going to go from that from now on. I can't wait to buy that costume. I mean, that, that segment's going to be awesome. So, all right, let's go ahead and move on with the show. Prison reviews time. Three big fights to get to uh, this week. Let's just break it. Let's just jump right into it because we've already uh, wasted time with uh Arguing about our awesome new segment coming up in a couple weeks. Stay tuned, Raider Thomas. But anyway, Josh Warrington fought Kiko Martinez. James, you're going to break it down for us. Tell us what happened. All right. So this is the zone card on Saturday, pretty early, obviously, because it was out in the UK. Josh, is war, uh, Josh Warrington's um, coming back to get, well, attempt to take uh, Kiko Martinez's belt from him. Uh, Martinez just taught the belt from Kid Galahad in a remarkable knockout. So these guys come out round one and Warrington was throwing them down, man. (laughs) He was hitting Kiko hard. Kiko looked like he was out of sorts a little bit, uh, having a difficult time absorbing the punches from Warrington was definitely struggling through round one, was struggling through round two, uh, round three. Ended up getting a you know a couple of his overhand rights right that's what Martinez does he's going to hit you with that overhand right and that overhand right is a ridiculous it's very very powerful and that's all he needs to, <laughs> to disrupt your game right goes to the fifth goes to the sixth um, and when these guys were hitting they were in a lot of clash of heads uh, Kiko landed a couple of good shots and that was that was about it in this fight Warrington pretty much dominated it the whole way uh, right at the end of the fight. Uh, Kiko ended up breaking Warrington's jaw with one of those overhand rights. Uh, but in the end, it was just too much. Uh, it ended up being stopped in the corner. Uh, TKO stoppage uh, by the ref. And Warrington is now again a champion uh, at his division. So probably going to be him and Laura moving forward, right? Something like that. But uh, Warrington's back on top. The Leeds Warrior fighting in Leeds. So yeah, pretty much it. Right on. Well, 
Rich, why don't you tell us uh, what Warrington's going to be fighting next after his jaw heals? Because that guy is a tough, tough SOB, I'll tell you that. He's, uh, he reminds me of a guy that's going to be fighting at uh, WrestleMania coming up at your house here. So a tough SOB. All right. So for Warrington, you must be talking about Kevin Owens. <laughs> oh, the joke. Uh, for Warrington, look, th- th- I don't want to comment too much on the fight, but it started off with a headbutt with a uh, dude bleeding from his eye. Uh, Kiko Martinez was bleeding kind of from his eye. And like, as much as I want to put him on a list of three guys that, should be next for Warrington. I'm not going to do that. Uh, the first name that comes to mind is someone like Lee Wood. They're in the same weight division. They are both on the zone contracts. This fight should be easy to make. They're both uh, like schedule wise, give them three, four, five months or something. I don't know when Warrington's jaw will heal, but Lee Wood would be the first name I have uh, for what's next for who is next for Josh Warrington. Um, uh, Mauricio Lara have has has beaten Warrington and had a draw with him. This may be something Warrington wants to avenge. He wants to get that win. I'm not sure if he has a title, but go out there and beat Lara because you have you have not really done that. So prove yourself. Go do it. That's probably you know I want to say that was a tougher fight. We don't know, but I think both those fights are tough fights and. Uh, the last name, I kind of have two names here. I have Santa Cruz and Figueroa. Both are PBC guys. Uh, I don't see the Santa Cruz fight ever happening, but he's probably on the downside. So at least it's another name to add to the resume. And Figueroa is moving up a division. Uh, I'm not saying show him who's boss, but there's another fight. So yeah, for Josh Warrington, I would have Lee Wood, Mauricio Lara, and then one of the two PBC fighters. Interesting, interesting. Lee Wood, huh? It, it, no Conlon? He's not, Lee Wood's not going to fight Conlon again? Conlon coming off a loss? I, I don't think so. No? I said Lee Wood's not going to fight Conlon again? He's not going to be busy fighting him again? Okay, good talk. Right. <laughs> Matt, what's next for Kiko Martinez? What's he going to do from uh, here? For- he broke a guy's jaw and can't win the fight. No, he, he's got one punch. That That's the one punch that breaks a jaw. I said overhand right, like James said. Uh, Kiko is 36 years old. Um, he's getting up there. So what's next for Kiko? I think in a rematch with Kid Galahad. And I think that could be good because that was a decent fight up until Kiko landed his shot. Kid Galahad was working him over before that fight got pronounced dead because of that overhand right. So it's Kid Galahad or Mick Conlon that you guys alluded to earlier. Because they're both com- they're there both coming is. off losses. They're both coming off losses. And why not? He- Kiko's coming off a loss. I will take a Mick or a rematch with Kid Galahad. I'd actually prefer to see Mick Conlon in there. That's my opinion. That's your opinion? Yeah. Oh, that'd be a good one. I mean, how about, how about since uh, you got good one punch, you move up several brackets and fight uh, Kel Brook? Such, such a, you know, you can destroy his face. His his face is easily to get busted no. up. You know, no, you could win that one by stopping. No, no, no. no. Don't want to go up that far. No, it's a lot of weight It's like twenty pounds. You don't want to talk about Sheffield Steel. Come on, Sheffield. Steel. Listen, marvelous. <laughs> we're not no. calling him that. <laughs> we're not calling him that. We'll call me Raider Thomas, but we're not calling him Marvelous Magic. I'm sorry for knowing the history of England. I'm I'm sorry. You you know Kel Brook's nickname. Get out of here. The history of England, he says. All right. The history of England. (laughs) All right. That's that's White Bear Lake High School education right there, everybody. Oh, yeah. Let's move on to to the next fight because – Marvelous Maddie Bush is going to break down the Bershalt versus <laughs> Nakathila fight. Go ahead and break it down for us after you chug that uh, Bush. Oh, I got to check a new one. Hold on. Uh, sure you do. Oh, my God. What goodness, is all over your hands? Guy. I don't want to know what that is on your hands. It's paint. paint. We I'm already a, talked I'm about painter. this. I'm a painter. Yeah. He's it's a, a working class, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm not artistic. Trust me on that. Oh, Thomas and don't. Michelangelo over here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So That's you history. want me to break down. You want me to tra- break down the Burchell fight? Okay. Right. No, I want you to break down the fight, not Burchell. I'm going to throw an analogy out to start this off. It was the little engine that could. We all know the book, right? 
The little yeah. engine that could against the little engine that couldn't. Boom. That's how this fight went. Uh, <laughs> how long did it take you to write that? <laughs> hey, let him, let him finish. Come on. It. No, okay. Let's be honest. Okay. Miguel Burchell. I love Miguel Burchell. And he moved up to 135 pounds for this fight because he's had problems getting down to 130. And we saw that with the weight drain that with the Valdez fight and he was shaken and he was like, literally he was shaken stretching before the fight with Valdez because he was so dehydrated trying to make that weight. So this fight, 135 pounds, he should be able to make this no problem. And he did no problem. What I saw in this fight, I watched Miguel Burchelt, uh, the worst footwork I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> against a guy like it's the worst footwork I've ever seen uh, with a jab that wasn't a, a pang jab. It was a push jab. It was, there was nothing behind his jab. He was just pushing with the jab, which you never should do with the jab. You should never push with the jab. It should be crisp and concise. I watched him push a jab the entire fight against a guy. And, and I hope, and I hope anyone who's listening, I'm sorry, uh, Nakatia, he is from Namibia, I believe. And this man still has a fully 40 hour a week job in his home country as a police officer there. Like boxing is not his number 100, you know, his, it's not his profession, but he boxes because he loves it. And this guy came in and had more stamina and more swing and more stink on every one of his punches. And he made a once proud champion, a once proud Mexican champion, look like a punk that shouldn't be in the ring. I want, you know, I don't, I, I don't know what to attribute to is, is Burchelt done. I don't know, but let's just say this, the jab that Nakatia did and the body work, the, the shots that Burchelt took to the face. Like it was so crisp, concise. This guy could punch for days. Like he could have punched for 12 rounds. I watched him punch. And when he stopped him, he was still swinging. He, he was smiling the whole fight. I think Miguel Burchelt, I don't know. It was, it was a, a rough fight to watch for me because I, I respect Miguel Burchelt. Like I think he should retire. Um, I'm just going to say it. Nakatia might be a problem for a lot of people at 135. I never heard of the guy before this fight, but this guy has got an engine for days, the little engine that could. And you know what? Good for him. Good for him and his home country. Good for him. You know, maybe he doesn't have to be a police officer anymore. Maybe boxing's his number one profession now. All right. All right. Not bad. Not bad. Very well thought out. Thank you very much. All right, let's break it down here for uh, what's next with uh, Burchelt, Rich. What do you think? Where's Where's Burchelt go from here? So the little engine that couldn't. <laughs> Thank you, Marvelous. Uh, the the first. We're like, not calling uh, him that. The, you called him that, and I called him. I'm that. allowed to call him that. Both right, you stop calling enough. him that. It's Matty Bush. <laughs> fair enough. Look. I believe Richard Comey's coming off of two losses. Could be wrong on that, but he's definitely coming off of. A loss. So I have Comey as the number one guy to fight Burchelt. Burchelt mentioned something about, you know, they went to the drawing board and he's going to work on defense. Well, that obviously didn't work. I'm not writing Burchelt off yet, but go back to what you were good at. Make weight now and uh, go back to your high speed offense. Uh, Richard Comey would make a good fight. It's easy to put together. Uh, another name, uh, another guy that Shakur Stevenson beat. I believe Shakur Stevenson beat him because he just beat uh, Nakatila, if you haven't heard. Uh, Masayoshi Nakatani. I think that's another easy fight to make. Uh, uh, Lomachenko beat him not too long ago. Again, it's another guy just coming off of a loss. They're both Komi and Nakatani are signed with top rank. Uh, let's try to give Burchelt one more shot at this. Otherwise, you know, his career could be over if he loses again. And my last, I have a couple more names. These are like third tier where if you can't beat these guys, it's, it's probably, you're probably done, but Javier Fortuna and Jorge Linares, you should be able to beat those guys at 135. If you can't do it, 
Uh, I don't know. You you might have to hang up the gloves. That sounds like a first fight undercard in a Saturday night fight. (laughs) That doesn't sound. Uh, You had your hand raised, Bush. Do you have a quick thing to say? Uh, I forgot to say how bad Burchell's legs looked in that fight. Well, he's from the start. No, no, no. He's not old. That's the problem. He's taking punishment. He he hops around the ring like a bunny rabbit. He's got no footwork. It's 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 actually sad to see. And he got he got put down like the third round by a stiff jab. Like he's got nothing left. I just hate to say it. I hate saying that about Miguel Bruchel because I love Miguel Bruchel. I really do. I really. I hate, I hate hearing you talk bad about people's footwork, especially since I saw you dance at your wedding. But James, yeah, what do you I think about uh, Nakatila? What's next for Nakatila? It's Nakatia. I don't care. Oh my God! <laughs> you guys get a room. All right. First of all, Rochelle is thirty years old. All right, so he's not that old, but he has no defense to begin with. His offense is his defense. If he is not on offense, then he just stands there and he just gets hit. He is a totem pole, and it's that it's easy to fight him. All right, it just sucks. If he when he was actually moving forward against Nakatia. He was actually being effective. He just didn't do it enough because he was gun shy. He got dropped by Valdez, man. That sucks. And he's going up 135. Anyway, but what's next for Nakatia? Well, 135, he's got some options, right? He's not a big name at this division yet, but if you want to make a big name, Rich, I'm going to take one of your names, man, because I think Richard Comey would be a guy that you would definitely would put a name on your resume. Another one, I don't know. A lot of you guys seem to be high up on Jojo Diaz, so why don't you fight him? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you fight him? James's guys, Jojo Diaz. Not my guy. Why don't you fight him? Right? <laughs> but he's another one that uh, you know wants to move up there. Uh, there's going to be two more names that I got on this list. Uh, William Zapata is probably another one that's going to be undefeated. Um, the last one, I, I mean, I don't know who. I don't know who Lopez is actually going to fight in this division anymore. So you want to want. Why don't you fight the guy that lost to Shakir Stevenson and see if you can beat him too to get some hype, right? So Nakatia can fight Jojo Diaz. Or I mean, uh, Teofimo Lopez. So those are the guys. One of those two. One of those three. One of those four. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. One of those guys. We got to bring in another uh, kind of bit for Jojo Diaz for James. So James has a guy he can bring up all the time like we used to bring up. No. <laughs> it's your guy. Your guy. Jojo Diaz. Right, Filthy Rich? That's his guy? That's his mm. guy? <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> All right. All right. Last one. Rich, you want to break down the last fight of the weekend here? What uh, What happened? Go ahead. Because I'm not even going to say the name because we're filthy Matt or filthy. Or what if Maddie Bush is going to yell? I'm oh, God damn, I'm drunk. <laughs> Maddie Bush is going to yell at me. Zoo versus Gausha. Go ahead. How did I do? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect man. I don't know why you stick around with us sometimes. Uh, Tim Believe Zoo, me, I don't either. <laughs> Tim Zoo fought Terrell Gaucher in a 12 round fight on Showtime. I got Zoo right. <laughs> I'll drink to you, Raider. Give me Thank a minute you. here. Um, look, Tim Zoo took a hit in the first round and went down, but after that, this was clearly one sided. This was Terrell Gaucher, uh, covering up almost the entire fight. I think he started letting hands go in two of the rounds, maybe eight and 12 or something like that. And he was actually effective when he started letting the hands go, but he was fighting off the ropes almost the entire time. Uh, Tim Zhu actually looked really good. Uh, I don't think this did anything for Terrell Gachet. I don't think, I don't know if he moves up or down in ratings. He definitely doesn't move up, but Tim Zhu looked like he could put on a fight with the top guys in this division. I'm talking about Jermel Charlo and Brian Castaño. So uh, he might be ranked number three. I don't know if uh, Terrell Gaucher uh, was uh, a formidable opponent at this night. This was a tough fight. The the one thing that's going to be overlooked on this, I don't care if judges get, get it right, but their scorecards were all wrong. I mean, Tim Zhu won just about every single one of them rounds, except for round one where he got knocked down. According to Steve Farhood, I believe Steve Farhood had Tim Zhu winning 11 out of those 12 rounds, except for round number one. Yet the judges' scorecards had this, like, you know, uh, 
four to eight or something. I did not see that. They may have had it seven to five. It was something weird. There was no commentary on that. I wish like Al Bernstein would have said these scorecards are wrong, but in the end, I guess the right guy, the right guy did win. I don't like the judges' scorecards. They really screwed this one up. Let Richie keep talking. I agree 100%. There was one judge's scorecard that was only a point off. He got his unanimous, but it was it was one point off, and it was definitely a whitewash. All right, done. All right, Judge. Well, explain uh, what's next for Grouchet, and also explain uh, your your uh, kinsman's bad judging, apparently. Uh, all you judges stick together. So what happened with the judging in this fight, bud? I ain't in no one's pocket. I'm independent. Oh, anyway. Well, I thought you talked to them and say, hey, what's going on? Man, I might slap somebody, but you know, I don't know. It's not how that works out. So, what's next for Terrell Goucher? I mean, at this point, hey, it's 34 years old. He, he's probably going to be, I mean, he's lost to Lubin. He's already lost to Lara. Ooh, crap, man. He just, he, I mean, he's split decision a draw against Austin Trout. I don't think he's got anything left to offer any of these big names except for maybe a, a, a decent challenge, but I'm probably going to say that he would fight somebody like a Tony Harrison or maybe uh Michelle Soro, maybe even a Kurbanov. <laughs> Crap, man. You can even throw in the dream in that one. Um, a dream off. Maybe if you try brilliant, to, brilliant. Try to get uh, something up at that point, but, that's, I think that's about it. He doesn't fight any of the top guys that I would have in this division. Just doesn't seem like that unless he just shows up something. But yeah, that's probably the low end. Probably just a stepping stone move forward. Oh, they're all rele- relegated to undercards, basically. But if you yeah. see one of these guys, you remember Judge was selling you. That's where you should. All right, that's the reviews of the fight the last uh, weekend. A big weekend of fights. We got. Uh, it's coming up all month here. It's going to be a busy, oh, eight, busy wait, April. Wait, wait, well, yeah, wait, yeah. Wait. And we got to have what's next for Tim's. Oh, wait, well, wait, wait. well, fine. I, I forgot about that. But we do have a lot of big fights coming up in April here. So you yeah. guys know. We'll, we'll have a lot more of these. Later. <laughs> Go ahead, Marvelous. All right. Well, anyway, Marvelous Maddie Bush, I will call you that Stop one time just because I accidentally skipped your analysis of Zoo. So go ahead and tell us. Okay. About well, Zoo. well, you know, Tim Zoo, after the fight, his little thing, he was calling out the top of the notch, what, what you should do, but he needs another couple fights before he even thinks about getting into the top. And I got two guys that I think he should maybe think about first. And there's one guy who likes to fluctuate and wait. He can fight at 160. He can fight at 154. His name's Arislandi Lara. I think that would be a good fight. Um, after that, a guy that we haven't talked about or thought about in too long is Jarrett Hurd. And then let Zoo run through either one of them. Then maybe he can think about some of that top-notch level stuff. Thank you for skipping over me, Raider. I really appreciate it. I threw it. it back to you. I apologize. I messed up. It was my fault. I called you marvelous the one time. You should record that and just have it as your ringtone. It is recorded. We don't need to apologize on the live show. I said he can record it and put it on his white or on his YouTube or on his. Let's keep talking about it. That anyway, cool. Do you see my notes? They're scribble, but I got it. All right, we've hit that I'll point of the show you. where the beer is definitely uh, starting to set in. The alcohol has, has soaked our brain cells, so we might as well move on with the show <laughs> because we have a big month of April of fights coming up, which is what I was supposed to say after what Matt's breakdown of zoos next. But a uh, big, big month of fights in April, including uh, Gennady Golovkin's going to be fighting here pretty soon. James, uh, we're going to order your house to watch it, right? Yes, yes, yes. I don't know. Probably talk about it later. Fine, I guess we'll talk about it later. <laughs> All the Tecate you can drink. You can find where Judge Jimmy James's house is that day. All right, let's move on with the show. All right, that's our show this week. As we've been told by uh, Judge Jimmy James, we are not allowed to call Matty Bush Marvelous Matt. That was wrong. 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 <laughs> but Filthy Rich, why don't you bring us on home? Hey, I just want to give a shout out to my boy, Mike. My boy, Big Mike, who tried to subscribe, and it turned out he's already subscribed. And he's like, where's my shout-out? There you go, Mike. Shout-out to you, dog. And my boy, Daniel, from California, he keeps 
threatening me with his left hook. So the only way I can avoid it is by giving him a shout out here too. So Mike, Daniel, drink to you boys. All right. And as Judge Jimmy James is going to tell you in a second where to find us here, you do need to check out our YouTube show because if you ever want to see some bloopers or find out where we messed up, all you got to do is look at Jimmy James's face and he will tell you that uh, we messed up. You, you can tell. You, and then we all get the sad eyes like this one. Here, the sad eyes. But Judge Jimmy James, where can they watch this <laughs> to see where we messed up? And where can they just hear us on the road? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Um, if you are listening to us right now and you really want to watch this, you can go to YouTube <laughs> backslash Bruise and Boxing. If you are watching it and we're just like, man, I don't want to watch this anymore, you can go to any major <laughs> podcast site and just type in Bruise and Boxing. Just listen to the shenanigans. Uh, might be better. Whatever floats your boat. Pick and choose. This is what it looks like usually when I screw up on air. Is James gives me that, that look right there. <laughs> That's the look he gives me. So whenever you see this look, we went away from what the script says. You know? <laughs> All, right. All right, Matt, why don't you give us your words of wisdom heading out the door? Well, it's just an outro, but I got two. Uh, a shout out to my boy, Jesse Smith. I love you, brother. Thank you for subscribing and watching, my man. And another... James, thank you for drinking bush lattes with me, my man. <laughs> That's marvelous. Yeah. Bush latte. Ugh. That's marvelous. Did you have the, the lime green bush latte? Is that what you had there? It looked like a... No. Is it like a... Oh, it's just the color. I was like, do they have like a, a Bud Light lime a bush latte? No, they don't have bush latte lime. Ugh. Ugh. Gross. All right, we're going to all go sober up here. So for Filthy Rich, Judge Jimmy James, and Maddie Bush, the marvelous Maddie Bush, I am Raider Live. Thank you very much, and we will see you guys next week. Bye.